Alright guys, so, oh my god, this is the second time I'm trying to do this podcast, but I think it is necessary. I'm currently cleaning my room right now. Um, I had a whole thing. I had a thing. I had a whole thing where I came in. I said, "We'll do it live." Fuck it. What is what does pulling it out mean? Fuck it. And then I talked like this for a second. Uh, but my name's Charles. You can also call me Great White Ape. That's my uh, YouTube persona. If you want to watch my videos, youtube.com slash C slash Great White Ape. If you want to read my blog, it's where did I put it? Man of the Western World dot WordPress dot com. All one thing, Man of the Western World dot WordPress dot com. I have once again failed to get a proper URL going whilst I have the money to do so. And I know it's not expensive, but sometimes other things come before thinking about URLs. Okay, I'm sorry. I promise to have this done for you very soon, so you can just go to manofthewesternworld.com or something along the lines of that. So anyways, I was talking about the alt-right, and the alt-right popped up maybe 2006, maybe 2015, um, in the... In the wake of the SJW storm that was happening across America, I don't think Trump set off the alt right. I think the alt right, great you know, greatly preceded Donald Trump. Um, I think they probably came into existence around the same time as the SJWs going nuts did, and it's just a, it's a push and pull sort of thing. It's you know, you get it's a it's a equal and opposite reaction. So these SJWs are going nuts. Um, the white quote unquote white nationalist people are going nuts, and they're and they're saying that they're white nationalists because the SJWs are saying that. And these people seem to not have a lick of sense in their head because. Okay, why would they choose to say we're white nationalists? Why would they do that? It's because, I mean, why aren't they saying we're like pedophiles or baby rapers or something out, something outlandish? It's genuinely because you have been the ones calling them white nationalists, Nazis, KKK members for months. And so the best way to troll you is to say, I am a fascist, I am a fascist, I'm a KKK member, what are you going to do about it? It's ridiculous that, that, that I'm sure some people, you know, some SJWs kind of like got the joke, per se, so to, so to speak, but, uh, but most of them were oblivious. They're like, see, this proves our point. There's white nationalists and KKK members everywhere. And 
most of these people haven't seen a a real neo-Nazi in their entire lives, right? If you were to bring them to a rally and all of a sudden six clansmen in all white uniforms, you know, with their with the with the pointy hat and the with the eyes very ominous on white horses and swords, you know, broadswords and said, you know, they said, "What the fuck are you doing out here?" The SJWs would cry and go home to their moms. You think they would stay around and fight an organized group of people with with hoods and horses on horseback? No way. Absolutely not. They might find someone with like a, you know, some sort of uh, ambiguous symbol on their hat and beat the crap out of them. They might uh, knock off someone's hat that says make, uh, make America Great Again. That's their style. But they're not fighting Nazis. They're not fighting the KKK. So back to the alt-right... When it came about, I was sort of apolitical, I guess. Obama had been in office for eight years. I wasn't keeping up with politics like a man should. Um, if you're a man, you should keep up with politics. It's just, it's the way it goes. You should get as much political uh, understanding as you possibly can so that you will actually have a leg to stand on when you're debating your points. You look like a pussy when you go to a gun battle with a knife. If you start a conversation and you show yourself to have absolutely no fucking clue what you're talking about, that makes you look like a dickhead. It makes you look like a pussy in front of your girlfriend and... You know, it makes everyone else around you look stupid. Unless they chime, unless there's a, you know, some sort of political guy on your team who can speak up. But you'll still look like a pussy to the people that expected you to answer a simple question. So just get the basics. I'm not asking you to go read, um, you know, an entire anthology of of world history or anything. Don't read The People's History of the United States or The People's History of the World by Howard Zinn because you will only get the left's perspective of the world and the United States. You won't get objective um, feedback. You won't get objective Education as to how the U.S. forms, counter-opinions, all this stuff. So read something that was maybe from, you know, the... I'm going to say the early 1900s, something like that. Something that when when people put, uh, put value and stock in writing truthful... Uh, and and well written material. During the seventies and eighties, just people just wrote shit, and they ended up in uh, <laughs> they ended up in the the college history uh, portion of 
of their studies. And so you have all these dumb students, and it's just happened more and more because the professors are referencing books who are referencing other books, referencing other books that are dumb, that are lying. And so, yeah, go get some primary sources, read them. Read? Um... Read the first-hand accounts of the people who fought for the Confederacy in the Civil War. That'll give you more insight than a thousand skewed arguments about the Civil War. Read uh, the actual soldiers who fought for the Confederacy. You'll understand what their motivations were. Ah, read Mein Kampf. If you need to. Okay, just get an understanding. Anyways, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry I'm getting on so many side sidetracks here. So, the point, though, is that a man should know his literature, his uh, politics. He should know politics. What else? We saw the alt-right come into being. I was generally apolitical. Then this little thing went boing, and it was, it was the shock value of the alt-right. It wasn't the politics of it, like I'd never even had considered there being a white ethno-state, and I still don't think that America, I think if anything, balkanization might happen, could happen, maybe is the best uh, solution to a pro- to this uh this problem that everyone wants to self-segregate and we've decided that we cannot you know we cannot do this together we have to be sell- we have to be divided we have to and so because people are not on all sides are not going to uh, band together and put aside their differences the differences the differences are too vast for that to happen so, I say that something like balkanization, where you break up the country into little small countries, um, I was a big Ron Paul fan back when he ran, and he enlightened me a lot about the Federal uh, Reserve, the Fed, um, and so I would like to see the Fed audited and and ended. Um, I don't think anyone wants an organization like the Fed, and yet they keep, you know, they keep killing us with their uh, with their economic policies and basically getting away with whatever they want to. So I don't know enough really, to argue for or against balkanization specifically. I'd love to read a book on that. If you have a, if you have a copy of a book that has anything to do with, uh, or a title of a book that has anything to do with balkanizing in the U.S., um, send, me a, send me a message on one of my accounts. Um, so, yeah, they were... They were real trolly, and I love trolls. I just always have, 
you know, me and my friends used to, like, shoot BBs at people. We used to uh, throw raw bacon over bridges at car windows when we were fishing. We were fishing with this raw bacon. And when we got done fishing, we decided it would be funny to throw the raw bacon up. And so they splat on the windshield of the driving, the cars driving by. So we did stuff like that. I had one of my friends shit down a family slide. I was not present because I would be disgusted and be telling him to stop. But he took an entire shit. I mean, a, a not just like a drop or two. I'm, I'm talking an entire uh, bowels worth of shit down a children's slide. So we were quite the pranksters. We saw, you know, we saw the funny in terrorizing what they would call normies today. These suburban moms and dads, you know, like throwing the old throwing of a Snickers bar into the pool. Hilarious. Classic and hilarious. Okay. So that's the ears that poked up on me. Boop. I said, okay, these guys are trolls. I'm kind of with them. And I don't remember posting any crazy memes. I was a little scared that the SJWs were so insane that they would figure out who I was, who I worked for, and get me fired. So I scared clear of doing anything too offensive. I would write, I would write like a couple of sentences on some like super lefty blogs or uh, Facebook pages, which I knew would just, you know, would just kill them. And it always worked. They're so, they're so predictable. You just, you figure out what, okay, what are they talking about? Is it, is it trans issues? Is it uh, cisgender, uh, you know, is it cisgender privilege? Is it male privilege or whatever? And all you got to do is say, I mean, don't be too obvious about it. You, it's it's still funny to say, why are all these cunts on, on Facebook, you know, on Facebook when they should be in the kitchen? I hope they're bringing their laptops in the kitchen to cook, to cook a meal for their man. That's funny, but it's a little obvious. You want to... You want to be able to suck them in, make make it seem like you're a good guy, and then just like drop the hammer on them and tell them that like, you know, actually Hitler would have done this and this and this for women and uh, heterosexual uh, people or homosexual people. Um, anyway, stuff like that. It, you know, I I even I still have a fake account for. The times when I do see something just delicious. And now it's gotten to the point where those groups are boring. It's like they just go over the same thing. Oppression Olympics. I'm more oppressed than you. Um, which means I'm better than you. All this stuff. So it kind of became boring. So now I'm kind of mostly on these, you know, like Pinochet, like throw them off helicopters groups. Whereas it, it's just... 
just naturally funny. Like the stuff they post is just funny and it contains actual um, politics. That's the difference. Is that where the where the uh, SJW stuff is only about themselves, what's going on in their group, you know, what, what policies have affected their group. In Pinochet's uh, anti-SJW, throw them off a helicopter brigade group, there's actual, uh, you know, relevant information about politics that is currently happening. It's not about my group or your group. So, now that Donald Trump is in uh, a position of, I guess, the greatest prestige in America, he's the President of the United States, um, he's no longer, like, the underdog, right? He's no longer... um, He's no longer, like, our guy. I mean, I guess for some people he still is. But, you know, our guy used to be someone who was kind of in the fringes, who came out of the fringes and made themselves known. But he's the president now. Like, it's not shocking to support a president. You know, I guess maybe for some people, like, some... uh, some college towns or something wearing a MAGA hat is so controversial but you know I mean and a lot of those towns wearing a MAGA hat is more controversial than wearing just like uh, an you know like a stitching of a dick going into a pussy and like juices coming out like that's probably less shocking to them than seeing a MAGA hat to be honest but still um, he is the president of the United States, and at this point, you're kind of just like your dad, you know, all right, you're kind of just like your dad, you just support the president, um, and so my question is, where does the alt-right go from here? Where does the alt-right, how does the alt-right evolve? Um, do they... Do they pick another person? Is there some other uh, electoral candidate that they want to see? Or do they want to keep, you know, harassing the, the, the opponents of these people? Like the, whatever her name is, the uh, Latina woman who's like my age and fucking running for Congress or some shit. She wants to make all the Latina people proud. Do we just harass her? What I'm thinking um, is that we have to we have to change something because we're not trolling the people that we want to troll anymore. It's like it's boring now, or it's getting to me where it feels boring. So you know, what do we do? Um, there's altleft.com, and I'm not really sure what they're deal is if they're actually just like leftists that that aren't SJWs or if they're like ironically left 
or what the deal is. But, uh, you know, they have a pretty cool-looking website. It's just all one word, altleft.com. And, uh, but I think that, see, I live in a rural town. So, it takes a lot, a lot to offend people in where I'm at. I mean, the dick with the pussy hat and everything probably would offend people because a lot of them are like Christians and stuff. But I'm talking about as far as what upsets SJWs. I mean, you, the, there's no bathrooms here that are uh, that are welcomed to for to, to trans people. You go in whatever bathroom you look like, okay? They're not going to cater to your. Um, to your mental illness. So, my I, kind of idea to further this ahead is to start incorporating like straight up white trash imagery into into this movement. And when I say white trash, like I think I think most of you know what I'm talking about. You know, I mean Pepe. The thing about the Nazis is that they looked so fucking sharp, like, like just wearing a SS hat, you know, it just makes you feel powerful, or wearing those jack boots, it makes you feel powerful, um, KKK, not really the same way, it doesn't really have the, the, the power, it was, those suits were designed to scare black people, because they believed in ghosts, but, um, so, you know, I don't know if you are familiar with the band Gwar, G-W-A-R, um, but this is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Gwar is basically like if the video game Doom were a band, it would be Gwar. Like, they dress up in, um, these spiked... Oh my god. I'm looking at pictures of them. They're hilarious. They have these huge spiked swords on on their shoulders. Um their lead singer recently died. Rest in peace, Dave Brocky. He would come out with a giant penile um object on his crotch and he would squirt the audience with a red blood type liquid and yeah, they would have uh, they would have fake fake like buzz saws come out and act like they were you know all the blood was coming at you. They would uh, they would have slaves and chains and everything. I mean, it was it's the I, I saw them once. I got that this time they had blue liquid that they were squirting, totally soaked in the blue stuff. Um, it was the most, one of the most amazing concerts I've seen, and I'm thinking stuff like motor, tr- uh, monster trucks, um, things that like that men used to like as boys, like um, Mortal Kombat, fucking, you know, just like the most vicious of. I mean, Gore's pretty vicious, monster trucks. You know, but, like, now they're considered 
that's like lowbrow art and we need to do an inversion of lowbrow art and show that it's you know it's a bit on the on the side of the dadaist with Marcel Duchamp with his uh his urinal thing where it's just like anything can be art but it's not quite like that because he was just saying oh you can just you know pick up an object and it's art and we're saying no this this highly uh detailed you know little tiny battle uh uh what is it the little guys you know that they play in the board games is so specifically painted and just artfully done this is high art and you know this is our art um so yeah i don't know i if you look at my blog um man of the western world dot wordpress i want to start posting things that i think are are valid because right now we have fucking uh wes anderson movies you know we have fucking um dog tooth i mean dog dog tooth was a good movie but like we have these like fucking artsy just shit movies and i want to bring back just like the fucking 80s like toxic holocaust sort of thing and so yeah i don't know exactly where we'll go within this trolley movement um but i think it'll i think it'll involve turning the ugly into our thing so i don't know let, let me let, let me uh google some things i'm going to go i'm going to let you guys send me comments um check out my youtube uh youtube.c/greatwhiteape um man of the western world dot wordpress dot com and i'll see ya next time are we doing it live i'm sitting in my car i'm traveling i'm on the road if you hear mayhem or horns or the crackling of metal I need you to call ambulatory services for me. I had to drive 40 miles for kava kava extract. And the reason that I take it is because your boy used to be addicted to benzos. Not a fun thing. If you go to a doctor and tell him that you're having panic attacks, you can't concentrate because you're so nervous, they will prescribe you either Xanax or Klonopin. It's the same drug. They're all benzos. Xanax, Klonopin, um, Ativan 
and Valium are all the same drugs. They're, some of them, like Valium lasts, is in your system for like 48 hours. It's supposed to be good for weaning. Um, I haven't found it really that good for weaning. Um, but anyways, you know, they push these medicines on you. This is why I think that Big Pharma is in cahoots with these doctors. I think it's once again a capitalist enterprise dressed up as a uh, health, you know, good for humanity, you know, all this good stuff. It's completely tie in with money and if you can't pay them or you uh, are unavailable to give them their money they'll drop you like sacks of shit now I got addicted to these and They'll do the same with opiates, pain relievers, uh, Darvacet, uh, Lortab, Norco. They're all the same. Oxycodone, Oxycontin. They're all the fucking same. And what they do is they get you good and addicted, and then they just cut you off. So, you look like a fucking strung out drug addict at work he's going through withdrawals and by the way the benzo withdrawals can kill you and that's why I'm taking kava kava root it's because the benzos when you withdraw from them you might have a seizure and you might die and you can't think straight you can't uh, hold your hand out without it shaking. Um, it's horrible. And it's the doctors that put you in that situation. You know. That's why they're so reluctant to make weed legal is because they can't make a profit off of it because once you decide that you're not in pain anymore you don't need it you just stop and nothing happens maybe you're a little uh, less enthused about playing Mortal Kombat but you're not missing days of work you're not getting physically ill and so on um, and so yeah I I got put on both of these medications throughout my life, and there's another uh, legal herb that's not intended for human consumption, wink wink, called Kratom, um, and they sell it all over the place here, and where I used to live in Austin. I live, right now I live in the the deep south, okay? I just had to drive about 35 to 40 
minutes to get a bottle of this Kaba stuff because they just don't have it there. But they do have uh, bags and bags and bottles and all kinds of stuff of Kratom, okay? And Kratom is just as addictive. I mean, it, the withdrawal symptoms are just as uh, prevalent. I'm not going to say they're just as gnarly, but they're just as, uh, you know, they're the same as opiate withdrawals. And I've been struggling with Kratom uh, abuse, I guess you would say, Kratom addiction, where I have to have it during my day and will do just about anything to uh, attain it, and it's about a 30-day, 30 $30 a day habit, it's really not a fun situation, and so I use this Kratom, I know it's better than uh, taking real opiates, because it's a, it's a leaf, all it is is just a leaf. I think it's popular in maybe Thailand or something. I think they've actually outlawed it in Thailand because uh, people are using it to get off of these opiate-based medicines, and they don't want that because it fucks with their money. So it's illegal in a place where it's most popular because it fucks with their big pharma, their money. So, um, yeah. So I'm, at this point, trying to wean off of taking uh, Kratom trying to be a good boy, take it in the morning, maybe a little bit in the afternoon, maybe some at night, not just take it all day long, and it also, when you're working, it gives you that, like, little edge, it just, it takes the edge off, I guess, when you're working, you can work all day long, and that's why the people in uh, Malaysia or Thailand take it is because they chew on the leaves and it helps them work. They're working in fields, they're farm workers, and it helps them uh, produce crops and it helps them work. Um, so there is a reasonable, you know, it's not like sitting around lying on your side in an opium den. This is actually something that, that in the long run is supposed to help you, um, you know, with life, but it ends up being a major problem. And so, when I was in Austin, I went to the doctor mainly 
for benzos. So scared, I would run out and have uh, anything, you know, go on withdrawals, and I would die. And so I went in after back and forth with insurance. I went in and, you know, I said, I need help. They're very helpful. Now, the recovery doctors are the ones that are helpful because they're just like, you know, I mean, they they give you drugs too, but it's designed to make it more tolerable because they understand the condition that you're in. They don't just say, no, just keep taking. I expressed concern about taking Klonopin every day with my doctor, my psychiatrist, and he said, oh, it's fine, just take it every day. It should be fine. And I became a full-blown benzodiazepine addict because of that advice. Take it every day. Don't learn how to cope on your own. Don't learn skills to quiet down your anxiety. Just take this pill every day. As long as we keep getting paid, that's all we need. So, the, you know, the doctors who who uh, get, or try to get you off of it, they're very nice. It's very uh, comfortable atmosphere from what I'm uh, what I've seen, and um, yeah, actually in Austin was put on Suboxone, or I guess they, you know some people call it Subutex Suboxone to uh, to get away from taking Kratom supposed to be a way for people to not take opiates. When you get a $30 a day habit going, you have to have something that's unsustainable. And if you don't want to spend a week in agony or, you know, sweating, get the cold sweats, you basically feel like you're under the flu, then, uh, then yeah, you gotta you gotta take this this other drug, which stays in your system longer. It takes the uh, the threat of withdrawal away from you. And in my case, he gave me Valium because I was also strung out on the benzos. So he said, take one of these a night, take one a day, and. Yeah, so I moved from Mississippi. I mean, I moved from uh, Texas to the Deep South. And now I'm looking for a new Suboxone doctor because the last one that I saw gave me a 30-day supply, and it's running out. It's run out. I'm taking Kratom, I'm back in the same position, and my parents aren't happy with me. Living with my parents, which is awful, when you're almost 30, and go back and live with your parents, 
it's like you feel you feel like you're a uh, an angry 17 year old again because you know they're rummaging through my room they're being little spies telling each other little things about what they find out my mom has no problem just walking in my room and sifting through my shit it's ridiculous and so um, my goal here is to find a job in the school system where I have been working but if that doesn't pan out I'm just going to go fucking work at the, 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 the grocery store or at Walmart and save up enough money to fucking get my own place at one of the shittiest apartments in uh, the place that I live because I need my own fucking space. Any any person in their late 20s needs their own space. Even if you have a girlfriend, you need your own space. I learned that the hard way when my girlfriend, who signed a lease with me for a one-bedroom apartment, um, we decided fairly quickly that it was not uh, not working because we need our own space. She was also a crazy bipolar borderline bitch, but, uh, yeah, you need your own, you need your own space, you need to go crazy if, uh, you need to be able to go crazy if you need to, uh, what else, and, so, yeah, don't, if you're a teenager, your mind's still developing, if you're under 25, don't take any benzos, especially, at least don't take them regularly, you might have a Xanax every now and then, Some, most people don't like it, because the Xanax are so powerful that they'll knock you out for two days straight, and if you take enough Valium or any of those things, they're the same same way. So, don't start taking these regularly. If you have anxiety, try every other method to control your anxiety before you go straight for the for the bottle. And same with uh, painkillers. If you have broken your arm, be extra fucking careful about taking the doses that they give you. Only take the, the prescribed dose at the right time. Otherwise, you know, take aspirin or something. But benzos and opiates are like hellishly, uh, I think they, they might come from some sort of a Hades, hell-like uh, place, so, yeah, smoke all the weed that you want, I don't know that smoking weed is the best thing for developing brain.
games. Um, you know, obviously, if I could go back now to being 16, I would cram as much knowledge and information about the world into my head as I could, but I spent those years trying to find people to sell me weed, getting high in parking lots, um, taking whatever people had, you know, I didn't give two shits about learning things, and now I feel that I've been, I cheated myself in a way, because I, instead of doing that, uh, instead of learning all I could in my pivotal years, I wasted them by using drugs. So I would I would say if you want to take drugs you say, Man, one day I'm gonna take drugs. That's fine. Just wait till you're about twenty five. You know, maybe twenty two, twenty three. But wait till you have a good head on your shoulders. Don't do it when you're a fucking angry teenager that throws things at your mom and, you know what I'm saying? Be an adult about your drug intake. Maybe learn something about the drugs that you're taking. Learn how they affect um, the anatomy of your brain. And if I ever have so, you know, I'm an only child so I'm not going to have nieces and nephews but if I ever have a child that's what I'm going to tell him or her is, look, you can't take drugs until you have a foundation enough to be able to uh, speak to me as an adult and tell me what this particular drug does to your brain using, you know, anatomical terms, using uh, uh, using the correct physiology, right? So, you want to be smart before you start taking drugs. And there are certain drugs that you never want to touch, regardless of how smart you are. Um, I think psychedelics are probably the best drug for taking when you are really smart, and you can, you know, you can say, I learned this. I was shown this. Otherwise, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be, oh, dude, it was crazy. And that's why psychedelics are given such a bad name is because kids don't know how to describe the experience. And they just say, man, there was, like, things coming off the walls. They, they were retarded about how they explain it. Because they're not smart. Yeah, that's my that's my advice. Don't regularly regularly take benzos. Don't regularly take um, opiates or kratom, and uh, stay away from the dumb dumb drugs. And wait until you're smart, like physically and emotionally 
spiritually, wait until you are developed, which is probably going to be about your mid-twenties. If you have to take drugs, try to seek out someone older who is smart that can guide you. Don't let these uh, other 16, 17-year-old assholes just put things in your hand and then swallow them. That is not a good idea. It doesn't lead to a good path. And on that note, I'm going to leave you to think about what I've said. I feel like I've reached my limit of 